This episode is brought to you in part by Richmond Graduate University. The field of mental health counseling is growing rapidly. Richmond Graduate University can equip you to become a licensed professional counselor, integrating your faith into your clinical practice. Programs are offered in Atlanta, Chattanooga, and online. Apply today at richmont.edu. This is Matt Woodley, editor of PreachingToday.com on Monday Morning Preacher, where we take a look at tools to improve our preaching by listening to examples from master preachers. This episode of Monday Morning Preacher is brought to you by ctpastors.com, the new home for pastors at Christianity Today. CT Pastors is for working pastors, by working pastors, to equip you for church ministry. Join for free today at ctpastors.com. I'm here today with my guest host, Kevin Miller, one of our featured preachers. Hey, Matt, great to be back here again. Great to have you here again, Kevin. Yeah, After, I know you gave me a couple episodes off. Uh, we had some other territory to cover. I okay. assume your ratings plummeted in that time. <laughs> they actually went up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, beautiful. It's great to have you back, though. Thank you. So, Kevin, I stumbled onto this very interesting Internet article titled 148 Beautiful Songs with the Word Heart in the Title. 148? They couldn't have, like, rounded up, found two more, and gotten to 150? Apparently not. So they left it at 148. So what was on the list? Well, some of my favorites on that list include... Yep, the list also included Bad Liver and a Broken Heart <laughs> by Tom Waits, and Two Hearts by the boss himself, Bruce Springsteen. And then, of course, there's this one from Elvis... Well, since my baby left me, well, I found a new place to dwell. Well, it's down at the end of Lonely Street, that heartbreak hotel where I'll be. I'll be just a lonely baby. Well, I'm so lonely. I'll be just a lonely. I could die. And let us not forget this Oscar winner. Okay, so wow, that's a lot of heart songs. What does that say about American culture? We are into the heart, man. Okay, yeah. We love the heart, which is one of the reasons why we're focusing this podcast on preaching to the heart. But of course, more importantly, the Bible has a lot to say about the heart. So I did a quick word count on the number of times the word heart appears in the Bible. Any guesses? Yeah, 300. You're close. 862. Like, not even close. I was just trying to be nice. Um, so you know it's an important theme. and uh, But of course, in the Bible, the word heart is much more than just feelings. It's basically your whole person. It's where Jesus says, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. It's So it's what you treasure. So as we talk about preaching to the heart, just tighten up that definition. What exactly are we going to be talking about today? Yeah, it could be sound a little abstract, but it's really crucial for us as preachers. It I think it means basically that our preaching doesn't just provide good information or solid exegesis of a biblical text or even nice outlines, not even that it's just clear and simple. It, it also means that ultimately it challenges and changes what people put their trust in, what their treasure mm. is. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets to the core of their being, so mm. Jesus becomes their ultimate treasure, even when it's hard to follow him. Yeah. It's like uh, where it says uh, when Peter preached on Pentecost that people were cut to the heart. Mm. 
Yeah, so what does it take to preach sermons like that? You know, um, this may be a really simple first step, and it, it may seem obvious, but I think it's really crucial that we as preachers have to say, I want to do that. I really want to preach to the heart. But don't we already? What, what, what am I missing? Well, I think we do, but I got to be honest, I, I went back and I looked over some of my sermons from about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been preaching for about 25 years now, fairly regularly, and uh, about even 10, 15 years into my preaching, technically they were really good, and they mm-hmm. had really good information and good outlines and good illustrations and all that kind of stuff, but I don't think they were really aimed like an arrow at the human heart. Mm. Uh, they lacked that kind of heart orientation. And so I had to come before the Lord and say, Lord, time is too short. Your gospel's too beautiful. People's lives matter too much. I have to preach to the heart. So I think we as preachers have to hunger for this and want to get really good at this. Okay, so who are we going to try to learn from today? Well, we got some great examples on PreachingToday.com. There's some preachers that do this so well. Today we're going to listen to a clip from one of my favorite preachers, Brian Chappell, preaching prof. Uh, author of Christ-Centered Preaching, and this is one of his big themes in preaching, is preaching to the heart. So here's a clip from his sermon titled, Your New Identity. Sometimes people say, wouldn't it be great if God were like Jesus? And those of you well-trained in the faith know, say, well, actually, he is. <laughs> and sometimes when we have failed, or look back over lives of struggle or families of pain, We say, wouldn't it be great if God would love me the way he loves Jesus? And the good news of the gospel is, he does. (laughs) For those who have put their faith in Christ Jesus, your sin is nailed to the cross. And the identity of Christ is yours. So that God looks to you and says, you are my precious child. I love you. And then we begin to wrestle back. We say, but God, don't you know these struggles, these sins, these difficulties? I'm not what I should be. I know that. And so the same God who loves you, who has put the power of Jesus Christ in you, says, listen, you're not only profoundly loved. You are powerfully changed. Jesus died for your sin. But that's not the end of the story. I am crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ what? Lives. Where? In me. What what that means is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead now lives in me and in you. We have been transformed Spiritually, there is a reality of spiritual transformation that is here, now, present, changing you. And, and at times we, we, we listen to the lie of Satan that says, you can't help it, you can't change, you can't be fixed. And, and God says by his word, that is a lie. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So Charlie can get up here and he can say, I was once one way, I'm different there's a reality of Jesus Christ that's, that's not visible to the world that, that, that people cannot accept until they begin to say, I'm not going to put faith in my power, my strength, my doing. I'm going to put my faith in Jesus. 
And when that happens, there is, there is a power of the resurrection, what Easter is really about, that comes and begins to indwell us so that we have hope again, that we have to say, I, I not only want to change, I can change because God by his spirit now indwells me. So, Kevin, tell me one thing that you noticed about what Brian Chapel did there that demonstrates preaching to the heart. Well, one thing I loved was how Brian put into words the kind of emotional pushback I may feel or when I hear the greatness of God's truth and love and realize this the gap with my own experience of that. And I loved how he put that in words. His point here at this point in the sermon is not to give more information about the text. Mm. He's done that earlier in the sermon. He's, he's done a fine job of exegesis. He's had a nice, clear outline. Now it's sort of like, it's not moving like in a linear fashion. It's more like a, a drill that's sort of like boring down into the person's soul and into the heart. And I love this, you know, where he says, I'm crucified with Christ. I no longer live but Christ. What? Lives? Where? In me. You know, he's, the yeah. sentences are getting really simple, really short, really direct, it's just a, a pastor speaking to his people from his heart to their heart. There's some very practical things that are involved in this. There's some things that we can do on our end to make this really more effective. Um, so one of the things I know you talk about, Kevin, is you talk about knowing your material well. Uh, why is that so important to preaching to the heart, and how have you learned how to do that? Well, I, I kind of got dragged here kicking and screaming by a friend of mine. He said, you know what? Your content is really good. You do your faithful biblical exposition, but he said your delivery is not as good as your content. It, people don't feel the level of intensity that you hope they will. And I said, well, what do I do about that? He said, well, one thing is, why don't you get up out of your notes? And I said, what are you saying? He said, preach without notes. Ooh, I was like, scary. what? Jump yeah. out of a plane without a parachute? Like, right. what are you? But I, I finally took his dare— and um, I still do have some notes tucked in my Bible, but I far less. And uh, I, I realized what happened for me was that I, I was able to give more eye contact, more emotion, and more emotional connectedness mm. to my people than I had been before. That is great advice. Thank God for the wounds of a faithful preacher friend. Yeah. Give you some feedback <laughs> like that, but that's, that's awesome. You know, another thing— I think, too, that is really helps us preach to the heart is illustrations. Yeah, you're good at that. Well, Brian Chapel has, you know, one of his big things is, is that illustrations do not explain the biblical text. And he almost seems to get a little frustrated sometimes because it's like preachers almost don't believe him. But he says, no, it's, it's more the illustrations are more to hmm. drive the point home to the human heart. It okay. gives an image. It gives an example. It unlocks something in the heart when we tell a story say, for instance, of how somebody is living out the truth of a biblical text. And then the listener, it really speaks to the heart. It's not so much, oh, I need more information, but it's more, I need to see how this is done. And mm. it's like, oh, now I get it. Mm -hmm. Now maybe I can do this. See, it speaks to the heart, to the will, to the affections. So that can be really powerful. One thing I would add too, Matt, about preaching to the heart after wanting it and trying to get up out of the notes more illustrations is uh, going one-on-one, -on -one, I call it. Mm. It's kind of like in a basketball game where all of a sudden you just take the play one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and sometimes I'll just sort of step aside from the pulpit and just say, now some of you right now 
you are thinking in your heart, da 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 da. You you are questioning how could this be true, da da. And and usually that's just based on my pastoral knowledge of the people. And I find that somehow making it personal like that actually makes it personal for every person, and it kind of opens them up. One of the things you're getting at there, Kevin, is um, you know we not not only have to exegete the biblical text, hmm. but we also have to exegete the hearts of our people. Yeah. You know, what is going on, what what is drawing out what is going on inside of their heart, knowing what is going on inside of their heart, listening to the Lord to see what is going on inside of their heart. That's very powerful. You know, I love what you just said there, Matt, because I used to see hanging out with people as pulling me away from my study and preparation mm-hmm. time for preaching. Like, Mom, now my sermon's not going to be as good because I didn't have as much... And I realized I got to be spending as much time with the living human documents as I am with the, uh, you know... The, the the printed documents and the commentaries and and they just feed each other both absolutely are essential that's what preaching is um, you know one more thing and another simple thing that I think is a crucial non-negotiable thing is that and that is as you're preparing the message as you're working with this biblical text let it preach your heart let it have an experience like when Peter gave that sermon let it cut your heart. Let it mm. pierce into your heart. You know, people need to see how the truth you're preaching on has impacted you. They're going to know, has this really pierced my preacher's heart or is this just head knowledge for him or her? So let these truths grip your heart. Well, we pray for God's blessing on your preaching ministry. Thanks for joining us on Monday Morning Preacher. I want to give a shout out to our studio engineer, Andrew Finch, who's Ever been faithful. with us for 10 episodes. So thanks, Andrew, for being with us. And God bless you in your preaching. Check out Christianity Today's other podcast, The Calling, an interview show about the nature of church leadership and all the joys and struggles that come with that calling. Each episode features one Christian leader, one calling, and one honest conversation.